today on Marital Monkey Mania. Legendary Christian rock vocalist Les Carlson from Bloodgood joins us with his wife Joyce to talk about their marriage. Next up on Marital Monkey Mania. This is John, a.k.a. The Blind Fury. And this is Tanya, a.k.a. Wife of the Blind Fury. And we are your host for Marital Monkey Mania. He's a master certified coach. She's a certified relationship coach. And he's a master certified relationship coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Marital Monkey Mania. Today's show is going to be quite exciting, so we're not even going to do an intro. We're just going to get right to it. So Tanya and I will be right back with this Christian rock legend and his wife. Marital Monkey would like to thank the Invisible Man Ministries. David was mentally and physically abused as a child. He felt no one could see him, so he would yell just to get attention. Then God gave David the gift of writing poetry. It was through this writing that God began to heal David's heart. This poetry can be found in one of David's many books. To see a listing of these books, go to MaritalMonkey.com, click on Sponsors, and there you will find the information. There, you will also find a link to his podcast, The Invisible Man Ministries, bringing healing through poetry. We are back now with our special guest. We are incredibly excited to have them. The cool thing is this guy here is a legend in Christian rock, and he always gets to do these interviews, and he always talks about music. Today, we're going a different direction. He's got his lovely wife with him. I would love to welcome the one and only Les and Joyce Carlson, guys. Thanks for joining us. Nice to be here. Uh, It's very excited to have you and and talk to you again. And I know from the last time we talked, you guys have a great story about the longevity of marriage, what you started off as to where you are today. And that is the goal of Marital Monkey Mania to encourage marriages and relationships. And I can't think of anybody I'd rather start this with than Les and Joyce, because they were very open with me when I talked to them about marriage. And as a matter of fact, Joyce has helped me indirectly (laughs) get some more connections. So with that, why don't you tell everybody how you guys met and leading up to your wedding day? Okay. You want me to start? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We met, we met in, uh, actually both of us were, uh, actors. Yes. So we were, we're both people who act. (laughs) Or who <laughs> yes. And Are you saying that's because you're married, or is that just how you met? No, we're saying that we're not acting now. This is yeah. okay. <laughs> we met. We were actors. You can only keep up an act for so long. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Forty some years later, fifty actually. It's been fifty. It's been fifty years. Yeah. So fifty years ago, forty-seven wow. married and three years in sin. Testing, prior doing to a that. test drive. Yeah. Before Jesus. Before Jesus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so 50 years. Come on. So we met in Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo Michigan. Michigan. And uh, we were in the hair cast, the Broadway musical hair. Uh, give me a head with hair. Long, beautiful hair. Shining, doing that one. Remember? Yeah. Aquarius. Yeah. We were in that show. And um, so uh, we, yeah, were, we, we were. Yeah, Les 
Les was married at the time to his high school sweetheart. Uh, they both married very young, had, um, had a child. And um, so when I got to the hair cast, um, I think there were only two guys that were not um, choosing an alternative sexual lifestyle. So there were only two options for me if I was going to find someone that I could snuggle up with. And, and that, one of them was married. It was less, and I didn't like the other one. So uh, <laughs> it, it sounds like it sounds like the Old Testament we've been reading through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So anyway, months went by, but just the proximity of being together all the time on the bus and doing the shows, we were very attracted to each other, and uh, and then we just ended up, you know, becoming roommates and stayed together for. 50 years. <laughs> That's great. So they, when they say that the people in showbiz don't last, that, well, we broke that. We defied the we, odds. Yeah. yeah. Now you, because of Jesus. Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, no. I'm good. This is your show. I'm just here to help. <laughs> You're going to ask a question. Well, yeah. so Joyce, you traveled with Les. Now, did I catch you correctly? This is a part I didn't, I don't think I knew. Before... Blood Good, was there a tour bus in another band? Yeah, no, it wasn't a band. It was Hair, the American. Oh, the, I got you. Broadway musical. Broadway, I got you. truck tour in America. So like the end of 70 and 71 and most of 72 or a lot of it, we were um, in a a, a bus and truck tour. And we were on the bus. Okay. Eight shows a week. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, and that's what we did. And then after that, we um, we Les had bought a house earlier when he with his first marriage, and we moved to Federal Way, Washington, um, and got into club bands. He got into a band separate from me, and we sort of went. Um, and you had a band, and I had also. a band. Yeah, so we both we each had a band. I had an all girl band, and we toured, and we. We're like apart a lot, so we just put our bands together, and from that point on, we did like I don't know 10, 12 years of nightclub, 12 years of circuit, yeah. But somewhere in there, uh, the first three years of us being together, um, Jet Les's son Jeff, um, was uh, for, for me when he would say. Joyce, he didn't call me mom yet, took a couple of years. Joyce, I need a note for the teacher because we're doing a field trip and I need somebody to sign it. So I would sign it my maiden name um, or wake him up and have him sign it, whatever. And um, it felt funny. And so we talked about it and we said at that time, because we didn't know Jesus and the marriage covenant wasn't uh, sacred to us, so we just... It, it didn't matter whether we were married or not. So if it didn't matter whether we were married or not, then why don't we just get married? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about that, you guys. I, I love what you said there because one reason I felt like I was called into the marriage ministry is because I don't think people truly get it. I don't think they understand the seriousness of how God views marriage, um, of how you treat your spouse. And it just really, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. And then I I come across people who are struggling and I'm like, my goodness, but what you just said, you didn't understand the sacredness of marriage and the covenant. So 
tell tell us how you came to realize exactly the importance of what that covenant truly is. You know, I, I'm sorry. Okay, you you you. All right. You talk. Um, don't argue on the show. That would kill the the vibe here. And this is on our on our ten. What not to do? I <laughs> on our tenth wedding anniversary, um, we got baptized because when we were first married, we didn't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. We didn't meet Jesus until ten years, ten years into, into, our, into marriage. our marriage. Wow! And so we. Um, renewed our wedding vows we got baptized and then in while dripping wet in the baptismal we renewed our wedding vows oh, oh that's awesome and, and that's when we realized the uh sacredness of marriage and the eternalness and mm -hmm. um the analogy that christ had set up with with him and the church's his bride gave me chills yes but up until that point for 10 years um we hung in there yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it was rocky. Yeah. I think what happens, and people don't figure it out when you're sort of young and inexperienced or whatever, or you don't, especially you don't have God in your life. Mm -hmm. um, everybody kind of deals from a self position, a selfish view. And uh, in marriage, everybody's kind of vying for their own position. And mm -hmm. it doesn't dawn on them that when they get married, they become one. Mm -hmm. And if we realize later after we met Jesus that by me making her more important than myself made her love me more and right. vice versa, she did the same for me. Yep. And it, that, like yeah. with Jesus in the middle, man, you, you're, you're on it now. Isn't that incredible? And that's honestly, I, I've said that so many times. People are like, well, I'm not happy and I this and I'm, I'm like, when did this marriage become about you? It's about your spouse. And if you both would interact with each other with that attitude, you could last 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. even 75. Do what? Right. Maybe even 75 years. Right. That's right. My grandparents said, I think, 71 or 72. Ooh, wow. So, yeah. And, and Les, I am really glad you said that because, unfortunately, that's the world's view of just about everything anymore. Okay. What about me? What about me? What about me? And then they take it into marriage, and that's why marriage struggles so much. If you look at anybody talking about struggles in marriage, it's always them. Always like, well, I don't get this, and she doesn't do this for me. And like, well, what do you do for her? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. How are you responding? Are you is is she being a snot because of you're being a jerk? <laughs> you just can't admit it. <laughs> right, mm -hmm. right. Reaction, no. action, and reaction. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So you know, I, go ahead. Uh, um. No, go go ahead. Oh no, this you guys keep talking. They hear me <laughs> yeah, every week. I was I was just gonna say that um, if people would just wait, just wait it out. I'm, you know, it's at the first sign of difficulty. It's like divorce is okay. Well, we're getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we we decided early on, even before Jesus, that you know, Les had one marriage that failed, and we decided that this one wasn't going to we took divorce off the table mm -hmm. divorce is not an option which right. means whenever you hit a roadblock you got to figure out how to work that thing out because you're in it for the duration mm -hmm. and i don't know where that wisdom or that commitment came from without jesus but somehow both of us had committed to that 
And I have to say that if Jesus hadn't entered the picture, I'm not sure that we would have honored that and gone mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we did. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, my so philosophy cool. is that if you're a, re- I, I say regular, like a non-saved married couple, you can make it, you can have a really good marriage, but there's nothing like it when Christ is in the middle. That's when it reaches its full potential because then you truly get the idea of the spiritual nature of it. Like you said, the covenant and how serious that is and the relationship of Christ and his church. And on our Monday night workshops, we're talking right now about Ephesians 5. And I'm about to start teaching about the men and what their role is. And I haven't even gotten into the meat of it yet. And I asked them for their feedback when I gave them a little information. And one guy said, there's a lot on us, isn't there? <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. And we're not even getting started yet. Yeah. So the men, they love to pound their chest with that. I'm the head of the house and they don't have the first clue what that means. It is a huge, huge responsibility. So that's, I don't know. I get off on those tangents because I'm passionate about it. And I just, I love your all story. So rewind a little bit. You guys met in a Broadway play, traveled together. You ended up getting married, but it took you a long time to find Jesus even in the marriage. So tell us that testimony. I've heard it. I want you guys to tell the listening Mm -hmm. audience your testimonies. Beautiful. Yeah. You know what? Uh, You you go for it. We have slightly different. It's kind of like the Gospels when you read the Gospels. Mm -hmm. They're all true. Yeah, they're all true. But all the writers (laughs) kind of have a different perspective. Right. Right. Tell the same story from completely different. So I'm going to let Les do that. Okay. And I might jump in. Yeah, well, she will jump in. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we, after we left here, we, um, she moved to Federal Way, Washington with me. And um, we started working club bands after, you know, after we each had bands, then we got into a band together and, and started working nightclubs. And uh, we did quite well. We were very, very popular. And we were packing the clubs and we had everything going for us. We made great money. We actually made a living at performing. And, and uh, we had our little house and everything and our car. And it was great, great life, you know. Uh, but we were both, um, I don't know, we are both selfish because, you know, we didn't know how else to be. And so I would pull things my way. And she'd pull, she was more disco and I was more rock. And it was whatever. <laughs> it was always a conflict or... But we also play. We also performed well together. Um, obviously, or we wouldn't been packing the clubs. Mm-hmm. But uh, our lifestyle was kind of like there were, you know, people were after us. The girls like me. The the guy. Some of the guys like me too. I suppose. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, same, Ouch. same thing with Joyce. You know, and, and we, yep. we were young and beautiful and charismatic, and there was all this adoration towards us. And Sex, so, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, and all that yeah. sort of thing was alluring uh, both of us, you know. So there, were, there was that kind of tension that went on in there. And, um, but uh, so in the midst of all that, um, we at one point hired this guy in our band. Um, the keyboard player we had uh, left. And so we hired this new guy and... We had never heard of him before. We were in the Seattle scene and everybody really, we knew all the musicians, but this guy had never heard of him. But he came and auditioned. He looked great. Um, he sang. He played guitar and keyboards and his gear was perfect. And he read music. He read music. He was, 
he was extremely, I don't know, intelligent and and peaceful and just just so un so unlike most of the people that we knew <laughs> at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, we hired him in the band, and we'd be uh, performing. And then on the breaks, you know, we'd like go and say, "Hey, uh, Don, you want to go?" go out and smoke some weed on the break and he'd go, Oh no, thank you. You go ahead. You know? And then we'd have some cocaine and we'd say, Hey Don, you want to do some cocaine? He'd go, no, no, that's all right. You guys go. And I was going, what is with this guy? <laughs> and, but there was something that he had that was just magnetic. And um, so I came to him one day and I said, Hey Don, what's with you, man? He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, why are you the way you are? And he says, well, I have a relationship with Jesus. And I like did the Michael Jackson moonwalk. (laughs) I mean, it was like, oh, my spirit just went. I just Mm -hmm. backed up and went, oh, my gosh. Well, okay, fine. (laughs) You know, uh, it was just like, and I kind of walked away from that thinking, what just happened to me? (laughs) And I thought, Les, why would you react that way? to him saying the name Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, what's with you? Is it possible there's something to that name? Mm. Sorry. And, oh. Yeah, come on in, girl. <laughs> I mean, because I'll add to that, but I mean, that's what happened yeah. to me. So, um, yeah, Don just seemed to appear out of nowhere because we had resourced everybody we knew to try to replace this guy who left our our band because we had all these gigs lined up and that was everybody's livelihood. And so we started, we asked him where he came from and he started talking about these bands and then it was like we became aware of this subculture of music that was Christian music. Like, oh. That we knew nothing about. Oh, that's a, that's a thing? So, so anyway, um, like Les said, this guy uh, exhibited something that was attractive and we wanted to know what it was. And on a long drive from um, Seattle to Portland, Don and I were in a car together and we started talking about that. And, and, and I said, well, yeah, I was brought up a Christian. And he, and he said, well, you know, I, anyway, through the conversation, we came to realize that my idea of what being a Christian was and what Don had actually experienced with his relationship with Christ were really two entirely different things. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was about a bunch of like do's and don'ts and traditions. And, yep. and, and Don talked about Jesus as if he was like a personal friend that he could just like phone up and say, Hey, let's go get coffee. And um, so I was very curious about that. So he, I asked him, I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, look, let me give you something to read. So he gave us more a, than a carpenter. He gave us a book called more than a carpenter by Josh McDowell. And he mm-hmm. said, just read. This. He said, this is kind of what convinced me that Jesus is real. And um, so we took it home or I took it home and I read a little and I sit it down and then I'd noticed that Les picked it up and read a little and set it down, but neither of us talked about it or said anything the whole time we were reading it, but there was something going on inside of us. Mm -hmm. And so one day... Well, 
I got to say in that, because I, I literally was being drawn to the Lord. And then I was wrestling with, oh, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I would not be able to tell Joyce. Yeah. That, I mean, what is she going to think of me becoming a Christian? That's not going to work. I mean, what's going to happen to our life? I mean, I, I mean, I can't imagine. I, I was, I was frightened to, to stand up and say that. But wow. Yeah. So we, it, we, he but, came to me. I was in the kitchen. He walked in and said, "Hey, you've been reading this book. What do you think?" And I said. I think Jesus was God in the flesh, and knowing that means that we're never going to be the same. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I didn't know what to do after that. Yeah. So then uh, we, I went to Don, and we went to Don and said, hey, we, um, we know that Jesus walked this. He, that Jesus was God in the flesh, and he walked this earth, and he said things, and he did things. And, and we know that we're supposed to do something about that, but we don't know what we're supposed to do. So he gave us a Bible, and then he said, well, go, go home, and... He gave us a Bible? Well, later. Okay, I'm sorry. Unless... Yeah. <laughs> he... <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, Jay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we read. Yes. So anyway, how many meetings of the thousand were there? Well, what happened? Okay. What happened? What? what happened? Okay. Well, what I think happened <laughs> was <laughs> the way I remember was first of all, he said, he said, you need to talk to to God. You need to talk to Jesus. You need mm -hmm. to make him give him permission to be the Lord of your life. You need to surrender yourself. Let him take control mm -hmm. of your life. Just confess what you've done, pour it all out, ask for his mm -hmm. forgiveness, and if if he's real, something will happen. And uh, yeah, he did. He he gave me a New Testament, but then later Les went and bought a Bible for us. So both two stories Bibles. are true. Yeah, mm -hmm. two, Bibles. Bought two Bibles. But anyway, that that night, I I remember it being at night coming home from the gig. After having snorted lines all night, drinking tequila, uh, you know, token on the way home to kind of come down a little bit, uh, we got home and we talked about what we're supposed to, that you know, what, how we felt, how we felt about Jesus, mm -hmm. and um, I, the way I remembered it was in, at night we get down on our knees, and we just poured our hearts out, just yeah. confessed everything. Yeah, we did understand that we were going to go into the bedroom, get on our knees, and ask Jesus into our hearts. We we understood yeah. that we were going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So you do remember that? Yes, I do. Okay, so do. the two of us went in there as one and said to Jesus, "Will wow. you forgive us? Yeah, and will wow. you come into our hearts?" Yeah, I think. And, I th and we cried like babies. I think if 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 I recall correctly, both of us were saying like, "We really messed up. We've messed we've messed up." Mm -hmm. bad can, can you save us can you help us can you because at that time i feel like our marriage was kind of shaky oh. there were weird things going on and um we needed help we were in a downward yeah. spiral and we didn't know how to fix it ourselves so we we cried we confessed we poured yeah. out and then we, both of us, right? <laughs> yeah. We felt this yeah. 
same time he was in the room. Yeah. And we both came to him like little children and just and, broken. And we looked at each other. And we were different. It was like she was beautiful and pure and sweet and oh awesome and, and free. And I looked at him with such a love in my heart and my eyes that I hadn't felt for a long time. And we both felt clean. Like mm. like little babies, like newborn, like it's it's all gone. It's okay. <laughs> We got a do-over. Yeah, you you actually felt yes. the sin being lifted away from us, or at least the forgiveness of sin. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. just lifted off of us like a huge weight off of us, and we were both little little children just rejoicing before the Father, and uh, and it was real. It was so real. That's awesome. I mean, and it is to this day. It it was but, it was wow. real enough that the next night when we went to the clubs, the guys in the band said, what happened to you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's we what it's supposed to be. We talked different, we felt different, we acted different. Yeah, and that's that's when I went to the Bible bookstore and I bought her a Bible and I bought me a Bible and those Bibles were on that first Blood Good tour and they are destroyed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but she, I gave her the Bible and I had my Bible and and we were still in the nightclubs. We had just gotten saved. But when we got up in the morning, we would just start reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. And we would, honestly, we would read the Bible all day until it was time to go to work. And then we would go to work. Took our Bibles with us. Yes. And, th and then we're reading on the, on the breaks. Instead of doing lines of, you know, of, of, of cocaine, we were doing lines of Galatians and John. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's different awesome. Line. awesome. And, I love uh, it. Yeah. And, the guys in our band were really confused. Like, what happened? They, they were like, what? what? Well, Don knew, Don knew. Yeah, Don was rejoicing. But, and not too long after that, Don yeah. quit the band. Because um, his job was done. Yeah. It's like yeah. the lone mission accomplished. Yeah. Amen. Woo. What, powerful. Uh, powerful. Powerful. You guys said some stuff that I picked up on that I just thought was so beautiful that we really need to reiterate. I call God the triple R God. He's a God of repentance because that's what he wants so he can work in your life. And once he gets that repentance from you with the true heart, then he loves to reconcile and then restore. Uh, and, he's done that. Yes, absolutely. And I've experienced and, it in my own life. The other thing I picked up on was you could feel the weight come off of you. That is God moving right there. And then I love what Joyce said, especially when said felt so pure. But then the yeah. kicker, I looked at him with a whole new look and Les said the same thing about Joyce. How cool is it? I mean, it's almost amazing and so cool to sit here and go, we're, we're talking to a couple that's been married over 47 years and they got saved together. Same time, same room. I that's know, that's amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that is true testimony for sure. You made my it's wife awesome. cry. I know. <laughs> Oh, that's what we're here for. Yeah. How like do you know I'm Louis crying? You can't see me. I can hear the tears sniff. of joy. <laughs> you can hear the sniffles. He knows. Yeah, I know my wife. Marital Monkey would like to thank the Sicilian Bank, where the loans are as diverse as their customers. Based in Hardin County, Kentucky, the Sicilian Bank is your hometown connection with a touch of personal class. 
large enough to cover all of your banking needs and small enough to know you by name and not by number. The Sicilian Bank, treating you like you are somebody. Give them a call at 270-982-4TCB at their website www.thesicilianbank.com. Thank you to The Sicilian Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. NMLS number 409707. Well, if you've enjoyed Les and Joyce, you are going to be blessed to know they will be back next week to give us even more stories about their marriage, probably a little bit of music background and those types of things. So make sure to tune in next Thursday at 530 and we will have them back for more conversation. We'd also love to hear from you. Give us a call 1-833-8-JUNGLE. That's 833-8-JUNGLE. Leave us a comment on our hotline and we very well might play it on the show. Thank you guys for listening. You guys have a great Thursday and we will talk to you next week with Les and Joyce Carlson. Marital Monkey is a ministry of The Bloodwall Ministries. www.thebloodwall.com